everybody, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. My name is Steve, and today I am joined by Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve, going well. Cool, cool. We are waiting for uh, Greg. Greg's got some some other things that he's going to be uh, doing and, and joining us later in the episode. But uh, thanks for joining us. Today is episode 167, filmed on the evening of February 4th, 2019. And today's episode is called The Future of Gaming. So we're going to be talking a lot about numbers and future of, uh, of the Switch and the Nintendo systems as a whole and, and all this stuff. Um, but before we jump into that... Uh, we're just going to talk about what we've been playing lately. So go ahead and go ahead and talk about what you've been doing lately, uh, Barry. I uh, I went back to Smash for a brief bit uh, with the Piranha Plant. Uh, messed around with that, got Classic done, and uh, moved on. I finished uh, Travis Strikes again, uh, which was nowhere near as bad as reviews said. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, as long as you go into it, like, this is not No More Heroes 3. If you think it is, you're going to be disappointed. Uh, with the announcement of new characters i went back to the very game i'm wearing today dragon ball fighter z uh decided you know i didn't get a chance to do the story mode i'm gonna go do that i got two-thirds of the way through it and i'm like no i can't i can't go anymore like it's broken into three arcs and they're all telling the same story from different sides and i'm just like oh no i can't do this anymore like this is just it's it's not that it's a bad story and the voice actors are great it's just it's mundane it's just fights after fights after fights after fights and the difficulty goes from being like oh they're nothing we're just stomp them to oh my god they're kicking my butt what's going on um it just got too much so I, i'm like i i did it I, I did enough of it um but i didn't i didn't purchase the new characters uh, i'm not sure if i will or i'm just gonna probably wait for pass or i don't know what i'm gonna do um but they did add two new characters uh, on, I think, the 31st. Uh, after that, I went to Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, and I started that. Um, I don't know. I'm like in the third or fourth world. Um, but it's not... And I don't know if this is nostalgia glasses, because I haven't played the first two in a, in a long time. But it's not as good as I was hoping. And what I mean by that is there's like little nuances that I feel should have been fixed. Uh, one is like the mini map and maybe I can do this. Maybe if you're out there, you can tell me like, Oh yeah, like the mini maps you have to unlock, which is fine. It's, it's annoying, but it's, it's fine, but you can't enlarge it. Or at least I haven't been able to find out how to enlarge it. And I'm one of those, like if it tells me you need to go right, I want to go left first. I want to explore first and do everything I can without doing everything uh, before I'm forced to move on. And it's one of those, okay, well, I can't enlarge it, so it's annoying. And another thing is some of the moves, they're dizzying. Like, they actually trigger my vertigo. Like, it's cool. They bring in, like, amusement park rides, which is great. And, like, the pirate ship, all right, that's cool. Or the Buzz Lightyear shooting thing is cool. But then you get, like, the water rapids, and you're constantly just going in a circle, and the camera's going in a circle. Or the teacups, which, again, is a dizzying ride, and I get that. But I'm like, I really don't want to use this power-up because I know I'm forced to be dizzy and... And the lock-on mechanic is, is kind of weird, and enemies are jumping all over the place, and the camera's going all over the place. So I have to play it in, like, small bursts because it's like I want to just delve into this game, and it's just like you're not letting me do it. Uh, and I hate that because I do want to finish the story and see where it goes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to struggle through it, but it's, it's definitely, you know, as of now, unless things change or, you know, I find out you can turn certain things off um, – then it's it's not even going to be in my game of the year contender unless something magical happens uh, uh, soon. But I'll see. I'm still playing Dragali Lost. There is a uh, new event going on now. Um, 
I'm still loving the game. It's still a lot of fun. Uh, I know you probably haven't touched it yet, Steve, and you really, really should. Uh, and Pokemon Go, of course, I'm still still doing Pokemon Go. And uh, Final Fantasy XIV, they just had FanFest this weekend. A bunch of new announcements coming out for that game. Um, new new expansion information, Shadowbringers. I'm looking so forward to that. And uh, that is my MMO of choice. So I've just been playing that. In fact, just before filming this podcast, doing the Valentine's event with my wife. Um, because it's, it's just so much to that game. And that, that, that gets me on PC. And cool. hopefully that comes to Switch. That would be amazing. You have played a lot more than I have. The last <laughs> Man, I uh, I actually uh, I brought my switch out um, a couple days ago and uh, and fired it up and, and I realized that uh, it'd been it'd been a few days, if not even over a week, that I, I hadn't touched it because life just got busy and I was uh, I was doing a lot of things, um, playing some mobile, playing Pokemon Go and, and stuff like that on mobile, but. Uh, did not touch Dragalia Lost yet, um, but uh, I did finally, you know, boot it up and um, and played a lot of uh, 99 Vitas. Um, so it's a game that I know we're we've been talking about uh, doing possibly the game chat on soon. But it's like this side scroller um, beat 'em up, and um, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it so much. I mean, it's nothing to write home to, uh, write home about. It's definitely not like oh my gosh, you need to play this game. But it's been fun, um, somewhat forgettable. Um, even like before the podcast started, I was still in Barry. Was like, there's what, what game have I been playing? What's the name of it again? <laughs> um, but uh, but it's been fun enough, and, and I'm enjoying a bit. Uh, one of the things that I, I'm looking forward to to doing uh, is playing with with you guys because there is an online um, co op. Uh, component of that game too so um, we need to try that out at some point um, because I've been playing myself the whole time but it could be a a really fun game to to play together Um, one of the cool things that I noticed uh, that a lot of uh, style this style of game doesn't do but this one does is the how you level up your characters and level up their abilities and stuff it actually stays with you even after you lose the game or continue or even go into a different mode that character that you've leveled up uh, stays leveled up Um, so like I was struggling a little bit because the difficulty level is it's not awful but it's it's a little more challenging in the beginning um but then after you start leveling up it gets a lot easier and then i was going back into other uh into other modes and just flying through it so um that's been it's been pretty fun so far um and then what else did i play i played a little more of swap this and actually reviewed that so my review is is live on nintendo fuse as well um if you're into that kind of puzzle game uh sort of thing it's a color matching color like swapping sort of thing um so you have to like swap tiles basically that's it's built around this this fish um theme and they're all like frozen but Basically, you're you're swapping colored tiles, and uh, when you do that and kind of get four in connection, they disappear. And and the basic game is kind of built around that, so it's fun. It's definitely one of those games that's built around the uh, touchscreen more, and so I enjoyed it it's a lot more playing on the touch, the touchscreen instead of on the the TV and docked mode. But it is pretty cool that you can use uh, a Joy-Con in docked mode and just point it at the screen. And it works kind of like the Wii Remote did, but you don't have to have a, uh, a sensor bar or anything like you did then. So um, it was pretty cool to, to see it work. But it's but it's with those kind of games, especially being needing to be quick, it's it's better to just hit it on the touch screen right when you need to instead of trying to move a cursor around on the screen. But um, yeah, it's that's pretty much all I've been playing recently. So not a, not as nearly as much as you, Barry. <laughs> well, I was I I needed. <clears throat> to keep myself busy 
because of all the wonderful drama that's been going on, which I'm sure if you've been watching this podcast for a while, uh, you'll notice that my backdrop is constantly changing. And the reason my backdrop is constantly changing is because my PC was in the shop for four weeks after being in the shop for three weeks, just a month prior. Um, so I finally have my PC back. I actually got it back yesterday. After everything, it was bad SATA cables. That was it. Not the hard drive, the motherboard, the graphics card, the CPU, every, the wireless card <laughs> we were checking, the power supply we were checking. Bad SATA cables. Um, unbelievable. So seven weeks out of 11 weeks in the shop for bad SATA cables. Wow. <sighs> yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> wow. Did, did they compensate you anything for this or just? No, that, they that didn't charge it, yeah. me. I mean, they okay. charged me the, the initial $40 for them to look at it. Yeah. Um, but then they didn't, like even the rework, they didn't charge me at all. They gave me new SATA cables because I was a cheap anyway. And they're just like, here, go, go. I'm like, thank you. I mean, uh, and you, you've heard like one of the voicemails left for me. It's ridiculous what they've tried to figure out. Like, why can't this computer work? Apparently, the SATA was preventing Windows from updating properly, which was preventing it from booting up properly. Unbelievable. Now I'm just knocking on wood, and this is actually wood, so I could do that. Um, that this doesn't happen, and I'm good. <laughs> wow, wow! I, I'm surprised. Like, I don't know. This this is not the uh, Barry's PC podcast, but I'm so surprised <laughs> that like they didn't check that one of the first things. Like that seems like, but I don't know. Whatever. You would think. I'm glad that you have your computer back, and I'm glad you're like back in your normal setting, and and hopefully nothing will go wrong in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's why I've been playing a lot of stuff. Because other than like like I was like, I'm surprised you're not more angry about this. I'm like, that's why I'm playing stuff. You don't want me angry about this. Like <laughs> I'm trying to stay cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm just take it out on the enemies in Kingdom Hearts instead. Oh yeah, Travis strikes again, man. I was just destroying this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Hey, uh, we just want to take a, a moment to thank you guys for, for joining us again. And uh, just remind you that if you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you do that in your favorite podcast app of choice. And if you're watching live on YouTube or later after the fact, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube as well and hit that bell to be alerted with uh, every new video that we post every time we go live, uh, you'll get an alert. And that way you can join us in the chat. Uh, we do have several people joining us in the chat today. Uh, shout outs to uh, Jared Crinsley. Um, Mike's in the chat. Uh, I am awake, which is who is Brandon. Brandon's uh, one of the, our new contributors. You can check out his review of Pixel Colors that we just posted uh, a couple days ago. Um, yeah, the rest of you guys that are in the chat as well, uh, keep up the conversations. Anything that we're talking about, feel free to to let us know your thoughts about uh, the games we're talking about, what you've been playing as well. Uh, feel free to throw those in the chat. And if you're watching after the fact, uh, be sure to also um, let us know your thoughts afterwards as well. Just toss them in the comments and uh, follow us on social media. You can just search at Nintendo Fuse and uh, on pretty much Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. And uh, we'd love to have you join our communities um, online as well. So, um yeah, and, and one of the things uh, that we just want to mention before we jump in the news today is uh, I think, Barry, you're, you're going to be on uh, another podcast soon, right? Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to be doing a guest on uh, Stone Age Gamer 
Com's podcast, episode 240, uh, will be going live this Friday, I believe. Uh, I will be a guest on there. Uh, so show some love to them. They're great people. We actually had uh, the host of that, Chris, uh, from Geek Aid, uh, on one of our early industry talks, uh, which you can see on our YouTube. But I will be there and uh, be spreading the Nintendo Fuse love. So if you feel like giving us a listen there, you know, that'd be cool. Uh, and of course, uh, hopefully, we can introduce some new people to uh, Nintendo Fuse at the same time. So. I'll be taking a little trip, you know. <laughs> cool. Yeah, be sure to check that out. We all know to... more podcasts need more Barry, right? So there you clearly. Go. <laughs> there you go. So check that out. Check out, listen to Barry on there and uh, subscribe to their podcast as well. That'd be, that'd be great. And, uh, you know, throw in their comments. Nintendo Hughes sent you. So. Yeah, let them know. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So uh, let's jump into into some news discussion. There is a lot. I'm just going to say before we jump into all this stuff, uh, normally January, February is not a whole lot in the whole uh, video game news world, but there's a ton of stuff to talk about today. So we're going to try to spend as much time on each thing as we can, but at the same time, giving uh, respect to the rest of the news announcements. So um, let's talk about sales numbers first, because we recently found out all the sales numbers uh, from the uh, top, the the best-selling Switch games as of December 31st, 2018. Um, these are the, the sales numbers up through the end of 2018. And uh, maybe surprisingly, um, I didn't expect this particular game to be at the top with 15 over just over 15 million uh, copies sold is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, and then uh, immediately following that is uh, Super Mario Odyssey now at 13.76 million uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate only being out for a few months now, uh, or I mean, barely even two months, right? Um, is it 12, just over 12 million copies already? Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is 11.68 million. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, uh, sitting right at 10 million. Splatoon 2 at 8.27 million. Uh, Super Mario Party at 5.3 million, so doing pretty well. 1 2 Switch. Forget about that game uh, at 2.86 million. Mario Tennis Aces at 2.53 million, and Kirby Star Allies at 2.42 million. Barry, any of these uh, numbers surprise you, or are this exactly what you thought the list would look like? Needs more Xenoblade. Uh, need <laughs> more people. Champion. Um, honestly, yes and no. I think like the one two switch numbers are from early adapters. I think it's just people hungry for something to uh, show off their switch. Me and uh, <laughs> yeah, I got it too. I played it. You know, I mean, in fact, I did the review on our, our site. Um, you can go ahead and check that out. Um, you know, the fact that Mario Kart Eight uh, is up there just shows that Wii U ports aren't necessarily a bad thing, and that a lot of people did not play uh, Wii U titles. Uh, the unfortunate thing is, I don't know if that's going to hinder our chances at a Mario Kart 9. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, but um, I hope it doesn't. I hope they, they look like, oh, we need to get a 9 out there now to help out. Uh, but no, I mean, they're all Nintendo titles. I mean, Splatoon 2 at this point is up there. I mean, ARMS isn't, wasn't listed, but I mean, that was over a million. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, these are the general consensus is like, if you're going to buy a Nintendo system, you're pretty much buying it for Nintendo games. Um, it's been that way since the N64. So Nintendo games are, are selling like crazy. Like that's, that's pretty much how it goes. I'd say, uh, hopefully we see some confidence in Nintendo. Like, wow, these things are really, really selling. Uh, let's, let's churn out more 
Um, but I mean, you think about like the Wii, uh, Mario Kart Wii was the top selling vi- game there, not counting Wii Sports and Wii Play, which were a console bundle or a controller bundle. Um, but I think Wii Sports was, or uh, Mario Kart was like 30 something million units out of 100 million Wii's. So it's like a third of the populace that had a Wii had Mario Kart. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that Mario Kart 8 is doing this as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And it, and I, I, I echo your thoughts. I mean, like, man, if that's selling that well, what does that mean for another Mario Kart installment? Um, I hope that we eventually do get it, but but part of me wonders, yeah, is it going to be held off until the next edition of we are of the Switch, or is it going to be um, Switch Two or whatever they end up going? Are they going to hold that out for the next console, the next edition of the console, or or what? Since since this one's selling so well, and it's a solid game. There's so much content there too, especially with all the DLC and everything included. But but still, it's it's getting a little older now, and uh, it'd be nice to to see the next one. Um, there's there's been a Mario Kart in every system since it started, minus the Game Boy Color and the Virtual Boy. Uh, every other system that's come out has had a Mario Kart to itself. And while the Switch has Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, it's technically Wii U's. So it'd be nice to come out. And even if they say, you know what? We're thinking about Mario Kart 9, but Mario Kart 9 is a long ways away. I would be happy if they said, you know what, we're going to put a compilation of the Mario Kart arcade games. Like, both of them together in a compilation with Namco. Like, here they are. I think that would be good. I think that would be really nice. um, Because a lot of people haven't played them or have no access to those games. And while even though Namco did make them, not Nintendo, Nintendo still, you know, owns the rights. And that'd be cool. Like, even if it's like a... You know, just a a stepping stone. It's a stepping stone that's brand new to a lot of people. Right. And we do have the arcade classics. So, I mean, it's a new arcade game. It's not like the the classics that have been put on there, but uh, it is something. So, who knows? But uh, before we jump into anything else, hey, Greg, how's it going? Good. I'm finally glad to make it. (laughs) You're alive. (laughs) You're alive. (laughs) She was not wanting to go to bed tonight. (laughs) Everybody in the chat was missing you, though. But glad it, you're not too late. Not too late. So, uh, so we already talked about this. But uh, what have you been playing lately? Pretty much just uh, Smash Brothers. Really um, made some very good progress through uh, the World of Light adventure mode, and that's really been all I've been playing in the mode so far. So, cool. I haven't played an online match yet. Still at the GSP of like zero or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've I've not played much online. I've, I play a little, little, not zero, but I'm I'm yeah, I'm not much higher than that though. <laughs> but uh, I tried to stay away from, just because of uh, all the the potential like you know lag and everything else. That it was like you know what I got I've got plenty to still to play on, on my island, so uh, I just stick with that. But uh, any any thoughts on the sales numbers at all as we wrap up that conversation? Just uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at just over 15 million. Um, kind of going on all the, all the, the all the top 10 games are well over 2 million sold. Um, and there's a lot of games that kind of fall into that 1 million sold and higher now. Um, any, any big surprises on, on those that list at all, Greg? I was actually kind of surprised to see how well Mario Kart 8 Deluxe did. I mean, I know Mario Kart's like a huge series and everything, but it is kind of like the last version is kind of reprinted with the DLC. So, I mean, I know there's all this, uh, 
people talking about like, oh, why why do they keep doing all these ports? But this was like the first one that really kicked it off. And obviously, I think that's why they've been really continuing forward with this path because of how well, I guess, this has been selling. So actually, yeah, to, put bad bad thing, so. to put into perspective, and this is kind of freaky, I just thought about this. There have been more Mario Kart 8 Deluxes sold than we use. <laughs> <laughs> that wow that's uh we need to insert a wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and i just realized i i forgot when i was giving the numbers earlier uh, as far as um as smash brothers goes that at the time of release of those numbers so that goes only through the end of 2018 that's not until today like no. at that point it's 12.8 million the game hadn't even been out for a month yet at that point it would just been like I think three weeks at that point. Uh, but I think like so, it, yeah, I think Mario Kart Eight Deluxe did really come out at a, like the perfect time because everyone was kind of unsure of like, oh, is Splatoon really still on for summer and like is Arms really still going to come out and like they had no idea if the stuff was just going to be pushed back or was just like hopeful thinking. So I think after like Breath of the Wild, like it's like oh I have to get Mario Kart. I don't have anything else to play. And then these days you've way too many different games and different choices. So I think that's what they did. They positioned it to when they felt the average gamer would be done with breath of the wild. Mm. And they said, here you go. Like, here's the next thing to quench your appetite. Right. And it hit so many people that had probably not played it on Wii U um, or maybe did like, like us, but just wanted it again. And, um, and especially with all the TLC, it it was kind of a, I mean, if you're any, even somewhat of a, of a Mario Kart fan, it was a no brainer to get this. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the next uh, piece of news and info, and uh, and actually talk about Smash Brothers a little bit more. Um, the uh, there was an update recently that uh, did do some balancing and and added uh, a couple of different small things to the game. But one of the big things is Piranha Plant is now officially a character. If you registered a game by the end of January of 2019, you were given uh, Piranha Plant as a free additional character. And uh, I, I forgot to mention earlier, but I did play some Smash Brothers specifically to check out Piranha Plant. And uh, I'll just say up the front, um, I'm a fan. So far, I'm a fan of Piranha Plant. He's got quite the move set and seems pretty powerful. I know some people have been even saying he's a little OP, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm a big fan so far. Barry, what are you thinking of this this update and Piranha Plant? Uh, I think the update was neat that they added some things like four players in the the spirit uh, bounty wall. Uh, I don't think that was something people were asking for, but it was nice to see them give us stuff before we knew we wanted it. Um, now, Piranha Plant is fun. Like I said, I did do Classic with it. I know there's a, a bug uh, with All-Star, but Nintendo hasn't been able to recreate the bug, so right. play that at your own peril because the bug apparently will delete your data, so I'm not, I'm not chancing it. Uh, I like the fact that they added in the spirits from the limited-time Mario event to the actual game permanently, as well as the partner Pikachu and Eevee, which were only accessible uh, if you had saved data on your system. So I'm glad I was able to get the partner Eevee without having to open up my copy of Eevee to pop it in just to get one spirit. Uh, Things like that are great, but I haven't tried online. I've heard that online is flooded with piranha plants. (laughs) That might be pretty funny. But uh, I don't know. It's weird. They went with it. The first non-actual character, like a generic enemy. And I guess that really opens up 
you know, for the, for Smash Six to have Goombas and Redeads and Like Likes and Metroids and you know the whole nine yards are now going to be just flooding the character roster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I, I now I wouldn't put it past them for sure. I never would expect a expected Prana Plant, and uh, now that I have them, I'm like, yeah, how, how would Goomba play? Maybe how would a Redead play? Um, and maybe only time will tell. <laughs> how, uh, eventually, they'll put them on there. Um, maybe eventually you have an opportunity to uh, create your own character or something. I don't know. Bring your own your own uh, Gino and everybody else into the game because you just create them yourself. Who knows? <laughs> Wasn't that what the Mies were? <laughs> yeah, not exactly, but <laughs> I think that was probably their way of doing that for sure. And then they took it away. So who knows? Um, so Greg, what are you, what are you yeah, thinking I about this? I don't think uh, they can do it that way. You could. I'm trying to think. Like, I if, the, if you could draw only... characters, could you imagine how many penises that'd be online? <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Greg, what are you thinking of this update? I actually haven't had a chance to really play the update. I did redeem my code. I like, specifically logged on to redeem the code, and I have it all downloaded and it awakened the fighter and whatnot. But I actually have not played a match with him yet, and I was really looking forward to doing so. He sounds like he's been a lot of fun to like use. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, the cool things is he's got a, a variety of different moves. Um, his, at least so far in the small matches that I played just against the, the computer so far, um, I feel like his recovery is, is really, really good. Um, that I feel like, uh, you know, he does have some downsides. He's a little slower, um, but he's got huge reach and, and some, an amazing re- recovery. So I feel like it'd be, Maybe he's he's going to be a little harder to uh, to to learn, I think, than someone like Kirby, um, who has a, a good range. But I think um, you know, definitely not to the level of like some of the really really complicated level uh, of players or characters as well. Um, so I think it'd be kind of mid level, and um, yeah, I'm interested to see maybe how they balance them out over time. Um, there were quite a bit of balances this time around. Um, I haven't played enough to to see how they all play out. I know there's been a lot of of uh, YouTube channels out there that have like went through all the different characters and showed all the different balances and stuff. So just a shout out to all those. Like if you, if you're interested in how they all play out instead of checking them all out yourself, just, just do search on YouTube and you'll find all the different uh, ways they've all been balanced out. But, uh, but it's cool that they, they've released an update so quick. I hope they keep coming out. And uh, I, I know Barry, you're in agreement with me. I hope that eventually one of these updates will come and they'll bring back, break the targets, home run derby, all that stuff as well. Yeah, I, I wanted all that stuff. Coming? Too. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it, you think it's coming? Like, are they, are they going to add it? You get, have you got, has lost hope yet? Or, or do you think it's still going to come? Nope. It's coming. Uh, and the reason I say that is Piranha Plant was supposed to come in February. The Amiibo was coming out in February, and it came out January 31st, which tells me they're ahead of schedule. Uh, and the fact that this update added four-player to the Spirit uh, board, uh, again, that was something that wasn't asked for, at least not that I saw, and it was like, here you go. Um, so I think that stuff's coming, because people are actually asking for Break the Target, Race to the Finish, Board the Platforms, Home Run Contest. I think that stuff's coming, and I do feel that there will be more characters for free, and there will be like Echo Fighters for free, uh, and stuff like that. I, I think there's going to be more content besides the paid content because, and here's another factor: it sold 13 million or whatever in three weeks. 
Like it's clear that this is hot. They want to keep that momentum going. So, so I don't see them dropping off. Like the five characters are going to be third party characters and they have the licenses. So they have to charge for it. And then the other characters will be most likely Nintendo. Maybe we'll get like shadow or something. Sonic or Sega will be like, yeah, sure. Put them in. Um, but other than that, I think it'll be more Nintendo characters to promote their own games as well. Sure, the chat's saying, uh, but Banjo-Kazooie, I mean, who knows? With this, we're going to talk Microsoft uh, stuff later, so maybe. Maybe there's a chance. Who knows? <laughs> Greg, uh, do you think the, these updates are going to come eventually? Like, is that, is I would like happen? to think so. Um, I think, like, even with, with, like, Mario Odyssey, there was, like, the bigger update that, like, was, like, like, four months after the game had released, and obviously Breath of the Wild had, like, the Trial of the Sword was added, like, like four or five months afterwards. So I definitely think that that sounds like a reasonable time frame where it could be, we could reasonably expect it to be added into the game. So trial of the store was part of the paid DLC though. We're not talking paid DLC. Maybe, maybe to be a part of paid DLC. I mean, would they do that? You think they add new modes? I, yeah, and, I don't, well, have you charged for did, I mean, they only did the fighter pass. I mean, technically they can have a modes pass. I mean, who really knows. It, de- it depends on how they want to market it. I would think it would be a free update, but I guess they could technically charge for it if they really felt it was going to sell. I don't think they need to charge for it. I think at this point they just need to keep the momentum going. And it's a Blue Ocean title. I mean, they, they've they stated they wanted to keep adding DLC to Blue Ocean titles, so there's no reason to not let that momentum slip. Especially, like, right now it'd be stupid uh, from a business standpoint to be like, hey, or the platforms is back. Go do it right now. Because Smash Ultimate still has momentum. But come summer, E3, um, you know, we need some big announcement. Hey, let's throw Smash in our uh, thing. Because you know one of the characters is going to be announced during that. But what if they say, hey, big summer update. You know, all those modes are back. You know, all this stuff. Like, to get you rejuvenated. Because at that point, the majority of the hardcore players are moved on. Oh, we got to get back into it. Like, bring people back because you know whatever the life character is going to be. That's what I was kind of saying about that four months down the line. I mean, I know the, I said one example was a paid DLC, but I mean, it still brings additional life into it by adding it, that stuff like months down the road, as opposed to like a month after the game comes out. Right. Right. I mean, you got Splatoon, Splatoon two is, is and arms a little bit at some point, like they, they keep, they've been doing that a lot lately and trying to give more life to their games and making them, making them feel new again. And so, yeah, I'm with you guys. I don't, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if uh, maybe come summer um, we do eventually get some of it. I don't know if they'll trickle it out or if they'll just kind of say all these modes at once, but, uh, but it would be, I think really smart, especially since a lot of people have been clamoring for it. So, uh, let's move on, and uh, we finally uh, got a little bit of news on the Nintendo mobile front. Um, number one, we we found out that Mario Kart, uh, I think it's it called World Tour. Is that am I getting it correct? The the mobile version um, or mobile tour, whatever it's called. The Mario Kart mobile game uh, has been uh, delayed a little bit. It's supposed to come out in the summer, I think, this year. Um, so we don't know exactly when it's going to come out, but it was delayed a little bit. But uh, we did get a new game announced uh, in Dr. Mario World. Uh, I don't think anybody saw this coming, but for me, this makes total sense. 
Um, I think it, a lot of people are going to be excited about this. It seems like they are so far um, bringing Dr. Mario, a puzzle game uh, to the touchscreen. Um, Tetris is, has always been huge on mobile. I think ever since uh, smartphones have existed um, and even before that, every mobile phone that, that could run a game of Tetris or something like it has been running on there to stick Mar- uh the um, yeah, Dr. Mario, um, which is a similar enough game on there. Uh, it makes total sense to me. Um, Greg, what do you think about this announcement? Well, I mean, first off about the Mario Kart uh, mobile game, it feels like that just follows a trend of all of their games to date. Cause it's, I feel like every single game that they've released has already had its own delays. I mean, animal crossing and, um, I think even Fire Emblem Heroes was supposed to come out like over a year before they actually did. So, um, yeah, that's no big surprise about Mario Kart. Unfortunately, it stinks. We have to wait, but we know we're getting a higher quality product. But yeah, for Dr. Mario, I think that's definitely a perfect fit for the whatever the phone and tablet. So bring it on. I would definitely pick it up. I definitely don't see it as a game where you even would need to spend any money on microtransactions or anything like that. So. I mean, I don't know how they would limit you to only play like one level a day or something. I have no idea, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. think it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't know much about it, but uh, the little little tiny bit we know. Barry, you excited about this one? I know how much you love mobile titles, especially le- lately. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've never really been a huge Dr. Mario fan. Um, I've always preferred Tetris or Puyo Puyo or Panel de Pon. So. I mean, I'll probably get it and mess around with it, but it's not like, oh, my God, setting the world on fire for me personally. I think it's a brilliant move, though. I mean, this is just a game that works so well on mobile um, that I'm surprised it took this long. Uh, I do hate that they're not doing the Mario Run model. And I know some people hated that model and preferred to play for free with microtransactions. I prefer to pay one price and just have the whole game. Um so it kind of sucks they're not doing that, but uh, it's smart. And who knows? You know, there's been a, a, a trend with their mobile titles. They put out a mobile title, and then they put out a console or handheld version of the title um, to get interest. Uh, Mitomo had Mitopia, and you know, Mario Run, Mario Odyssey, Fire Emblem Heroes to Fire Emblem Three Houses, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp to now Animal Crossing on Switch. Uh, maybe we'll get a Dragalia Lost on the system, uh, you know, on the Switch, which would be cool. Um, but, you know, Mario Kart Tour could very well bleed into Mario Kart 9, and Dr. Mario World could bleed into a brand new Dr. Mario on Switch. So who knows? Uh, but yeah, it's a smart move. I'm glad to see them embracing some other IP. It's not one of those that's like, oh, why mobile? I wanted that on Switch for me personally, because, again, I'm not huge on Dr. Mario. If they're like, brand new F-Zero, only on mobile, I'd be like, oh, really? You know? Like, so I get it. It's fine for me. Um, I, again, I think it's just a brilliant move. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I never been a huge Dr. Mario fan. In fact, I don't even remember playing it uh, when it originally came out or any of the, the sequels until I think um, the WiiWare version uh, and I played that a little bit, um, but it's never been my thing. Um, you know, what I would like to see a resurgence in is Yoshi. I, I want to see the original Yoshi. I played that so much on Game Boy. Uh, it was crazy. And like, it's, it, I, I, I would love to see that back again. Um, so maybe, maybe there's hope for that on, on a mobile version sometime. <laughs> we'll see. 
So uh, let's uh, let's jump ahead to the next uh, thing and and yet another news piece that uh, we don't know much about. Um, in fact, we know pretty much nothing about. Uh, but Nintendo has said that they have this unannounced title coming that fans are going to be really excited about, and uh, that's basically all we know. <laughs> so, um, Greg, what could this be? Do you think it's a it's a it's something like Yoshi coming back, or do you think it's uh, some something that's like completely brand new that we will never see coming? I, I, what what do they got up their sleeves? I don't know. I almost think that Barry had hit the head on the nail right there when he was mentioned F Zero. Um, I know Nintendo and like Miyamoto are aware that people are really clamoring for that new F Zero game. I really think that they have a they might be able to actually bring it forth and bring it onto Switch because I mean it's never really had like an online multiplayer component because it kind of stopped on the N sixty four. So I mean I would think that'd be a no brainer that that'd be easy enough to warrant a new entry into the series. I mean, people really like the F-Zero games and Captain Falcon. So when obviously would definitely be a huge step forward. I mean, everyone loved the little tease from Nintendo land on Wii U. So let's, let's go. Let's give Captain Falcon his own uh, game. I'd be very excited about that. The chat's excited about another Pikmin. Um, Barry, what, what could this be? Like any ideas? I'd love Pikmin Four, but that's possibly already been announced. I'd love a new F Zero. Um, I'd personally love a new Star Tropics game, but if you ask me what I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a Mother compilation, that's or at good. the very least, Mother Three, because the way they said, like fans are really going to be excited, and and they've been outspoken. We want Mother Three. We want Mother Three. So I think that's what we're going to get. I, I I would I'm almost at the point of putting money on it. <laughs> Finally going to happen. Do you think it, do you think they'd go as far as just like uh, like maybe remastering it or do you think they just they're just going to release it as is? I think if they put it out digital only, um if they're just going to leave it as is. I think if they put it in a collection like a physical collection, which is what I'm hoping uh, to get all three games together, they might do something to it. But you know what? Even if they don't, I don't think people will care. Especially if you're getting all three games, you know, Earthbound Beginnings, Earthbound, and whatever they're going to call Mother 3. Uh, I think people would just be ecstatic to have that entire thing in one package on the Switch. Especially because Earthbound Beginnings was only released on the Wii U digitally. And, you know, it's it's gone at that point once the... Uh, once the digital service goes away, there's no way to play that game afterwards other than illegal ROMs. So we need some preservation. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Greg, would you be excited for, uh, for Mother 3? Were you a big fan of the Earthbound series? I never really played the games. I did play the Earthbound Beginnings for a little while, but I didn't, don't think I made like huge significant progress into it. But it definitely would be something I would definitely be picked trying to pick up because i know it's like a rpg adventure game that i'm really into so mm-hmm. i would definitely support them if that's definitely what they're going to be doing too so yeah yeah i know I even nintendo has poked fun of that too like oh nintendo bring us mother three how about this instead <laughs> <laughs> like uh like jared's talking about chibi robo it's, it's gonna be another chibi robo game that's what's gonna be <laughs> it could be it could but be I, I don't I think mean, people would go yeah. crazy for it though no, no for sure no for sure i mean i think both um, what both me and Barry suggested would really hit the points. I mean, those are like the, I think at least from what I know, those are the two highest in demand things that 
they would like back, but yeah. Yeah. Or a crossover of both. No, that's probably not happen. Uh, but, uh, whatever yeah, retro is doing too. <laughs> <laughs> They've been remastering mother three. I would be happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> or working on mother four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or no, the they'd probably be doing F Zero before they did. <laughs> We'd be also no, Star that. Fox Racing. Yeah, there's that rumor of Star Fox Racing. So. That's true. That's true. At this about, point, yeah. No, what they what they should do is they should do G Zero. They should bring that out of nowhere. I don't know if you remember G Zero. Um, no. That was the F Zero spinoff for the Virtual Boy that they canceled. They should just out of nowhere. Here's a Virtual Boy game. Boom. <laughs> Nice, nice. Everyone uh, wanted an entire cartridge that has all the Virtual Boy games on it. Oh my god! There you go, Virtual Boy collection. Honestly, (laughs) honestly, if they just announced we're bringing Dragon Hopper out, I would literally lose my. Like people are willing to pay like a hundred grand for that game if they could find it. Like whoever has that that demo of it or that that completed ROM because they've completed the game and they never finished it and they never like released it. So it's a Nintendo game that no one's ever actually played the whole thing. So I would lose my shit if they said, here's Dragon Hopper. I'd be like, oh my God, yes. Yeah, I mean, Bound High was eventually found. And even if they said, here's Bound High and Dragon Hopper and all the Virtual Boy games, uh, that'd be amazing. But I know people would, would oh, that would make us so happy. The, the Virtual Boy community would cry tears of joy. <laughs> Mike's, uh, Mike's open for another Golden Sun or maybe another Advance Wars. Um, and Jared's talking about maybe another Zelda game on 3DS to give the 3DS a little more life. It's a good transition right there. It is, it is. And uh, although we weren't really quite there, but we, we can jump ahead. We'll take Jared's transition and, uh, and jump ahead. Uh, there's been some rumors uh, from some uh, supply chains uh, and stuff recently that the, this Switch Mini apparently is actually going to happen. And, and uh, possibly that it might be the, the thing that takes over the 3DS. Because uh, the 3DS kind of seems like it's it's running out of steam. We've talked about that in our predictions that, that this is, might be the final year for the 3DS and, and all that stuff. Um, is is this going to happen? We don't, I mean, all this is totally rumor, speculation, uh, supposed leaks. Um, but we have no facts to back anything up. But it's been talked about quite a bit lately um, that the Switch Mini is going to happen this year. And the 3DS is most likely going to be phased out uh greg what, what do you think the chances of this actually happening are i don't know i would like to even possibly even put a little bit of money on it going down this year because i mean i feel like the 3ds has kind of like fallen from grace since the switch release i mean i know they've been trying to maintain it and still had some new titles and me and barry even like really enjoyed like radiant historia a lot i mean i know that's not nintendo but it's still like extends still extends the life of the 3ds of having a good game like that release but i mean i've with like it's very um slow output it looks like it's like finally just starting to die down i mean i mean it seems like the sales are starting to go down and pokemon is not really keeping the 3ds alive as much as it was so i would not be surprised if they did try to get the 3ds owners onto switch if they didn't already have one and by enticing them with like a switch mini just to bring it around yeah. Hassan's in the chat and he, he's saying it's, it's time for RIP 3DS. It's, it's time for to move on. Um, meanwhile, my, uh, Barry's trying to get him back into, uh, you know, his, his basement, um, 
whatever, but uh, get them tied up again. Uh, Barry, we, we know that like you, you were thinking that uh, the premium switch is going to be coming out this year, the switch, whatever they're going to call it, the, the next level switch. Uh, are they, is this mini actually going to happen now? You know, that did go against my predictions and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, going to claim to be michael pactor here and, and say i'm always right um it's possible um i've always thought the 3ds in fact i'm actually kind of surprised the 3ds is still getting games um this year although from what i've gathered the games coming out this year or the end uh you know mario and luigi came out just early on um, I'm, I'm really excited for etrian odyssey nexus which is coming out this week um it's actually got me back into uh i plugged my 3ds up ready to go make sure it's charged because i'm looking forward to playing that and they're advertising it as the final etrian odyssey game for the 3ds they're they're like this is it um yokai watch 3 is coming out shortly and i've to me that's a big sign uh, the yokai watch games kind of filled the pokemon niche and were always released around holiday and I always felt Yokai Watch 3 was going to come sooner versus later, but they kind of delayed it with that extra version of Yokai Watch 2, which like set everything aside for a year. Uh, Japan has one more Yokai Watch game. I think it's Blasters 2. Um, and they, like it's almost like Yokai Watch 3, instead of coming out in the fall, we're going to put it out in February. This way we can do Yokai Watch 4, which is coming to the Switch in Japan. Maybe this holiday for the Switch in America, along with Yokai Watch Blasters 2, like kind of rush that out over here to America. Uh, Persona Q2 was just announced over here too. Um, what's interesting about that is that they're not doing a localization. Like they're doing English text, but they're not redubbing it. So it's all Japanese. Like we're not even going to spend extra money. Uh, and I'm sure that's going to coincide with the Joker release because Joker is a, a main character of that um, for Smash. So we shall see. But yeah, 3DS's writing's on the wall. Um, this is, I'm going to say, 99% the last year. And if there's anything next year, it's going to be more Nintendo Select titles. Like they just put three of the older titles out as Nintendo Selects and, you know, whatever to straggling keep it behind or keep it going. But they even stated that it, it fell dramatically more than they expected it to. Like the 3DS sales are just plummeting. Um, the writing's clearly on the wall. So if this Switch Mini is going to be a, a new replacement, um, I say more power to it. But it makes things interesting because if it is a Switch Mini and it is not non-detachable Joy-Cons, that prevents you from playing certain games like fitness boxing or... The world ends with you or Super Mario Party. So unless those games are patched to work, you know, just touchscreen, which is possible, although fitness boxing, I don't know how that would work. Um, there will be some games not playable and it's almost will be a like a new uh, 3DS situation or a DSi situation where games not playable on Switch Mini, uh, which is interesting because one of them, Super Mario Party, is a first party nintendo title so i guess we'll see it's possible anything's possible at this point right. i mean i guess you could always just connect other joy cons to play to do those games so that's true you could really keep it keep it dock with those the, attached yeah. or whatever yeah, but just... why would you do that you have this little tiny screen up there and you're, you're trying to work out as opposed to on the tv um that's the whole point of the switch mini it almost seems like it wouldn't be a switch kind of deal do you think that it, do you, would they yeah. come out with one that wouldn't even dock you think at all? It'd just be It'd tabletop be or, or handheld and that's it? it? I mean, 
don't know. I mean, I could see if they do dock, you could definitely add additional, you know, joy cons just like you do your, your existing Wii. But, but it would be weird if it's only tabletop and handheld and having joy cons to a device that's already that that could be weird. But if it comes to the dock, they would joy cons to that wouldn't be. That a, they would need a new dock. And I think the whole point of this is to make it as cheap as possible. So selling, like, if you think about the dock is $90 if you want to buy another dock. So $60 at Walmart, by the way. Oh, well, fine. Now. What I'm saying <laughs> is if you cut it out, um, if you cut out the dock price on the Switch, like you just took that $90 off, instead of $300, you're looking at a $210 system. That's much more affordable. So if they say, oh, let's make a Switch Mini without a dock, we can cut off $100 right there, plus making it cheaper. They could release it at $199 or even $149. Then if you had to buy extra Joy-Cons and extra dock, that's all extra uh, on top of it. So I, if they make it, I don't see them packing in a dock. And if they, if they did allow it to have a dock, they would need a new dock specifically for it sold separately. And if that's too much, you know, I don't know how many people would utilize that feature. Yeah, I am awake in the in the chat says uh, the it should be called the new Switch Pro plus Cats. Um, I think that's a, it's a really good name. I think uh, Nintendo is definitely going to go for it. Um, they're talking a lot about the dock or it should be uh, if it's uh, going to be dockable or not. Um, I think one of the interesting things on top of this is that Nintendo has has gone on a record uh, from the president to say that they actually are not considering any sort of successor or price cut with the, the switch at the moment. And so if that's the case, how does this coincide with, you know, possible switch mini? Would they be considered as a, as a successor or is that just kind of another model? And so it kind of skirts around what he's actually been saying. It's, it's really interesting because it seems like we have some, I don't know. I think some of these, these supply chain rumors and stuff like that are, are to be believed and it kind of makes sense. But at the same time, it seems like Nintendo's like, Nope, Nope, not going to do that. So yeah, I mean, they've always kind of dragged their feet with that. I mean, I think it was even like when the Wii U even launched, it was like, oh, of the three pillars, the 3DS had one pillar, and the Wii on the next pillar, and the Wii U on this pillar. It was like they were trying to, like, code around saying, oh, we're not going to shut down support for the last console. Or maybe it wasn't the Wii U. Maybe it was, like, the launch of the Wii with the GameCube or something. But I did it so, earlier with uh, the, the Game Boy. First with the Virtual Boy, and then the DS yeah. was the third pillar, and the GBA was going to continue, and the GBA did not continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's like their way of like not trying to announce they're going to cut support, but it almost actually does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And the sad thing is, I I, I love that that new 2DS um, XL is a great system, and uh, kind of like I, I would like to see more life in it. But the, the honest truth is that I I. I powered up my 3DS for the first time um, just a little bit ago, uh, and that was the first time in probably over a year that I'd even given that thing any power. So um, I, I, it's it's got it's going to have to be moving on too, and because uh, I don't even I, I ignore it most of the time. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Um, I'm sure that we'll ha- have some more rumors and some more leaks and everything as, as time goes on. Um, but for now, it, we'll, we'll we'll just you know speculate uh, along with everybody else. So. 
podcast uh, will predict the February direct. <laughs> yeah, because the January would never happen. <laughs> it kind of did, but it, it kind didn't. of, kind of. It wasn't a yeah, whatever. Uh, anyhow, let's uh, let's move on to one of the announcements that happened in January. Uh, kind of a sad, uh, unfortunate announcement about Metroid Prime Four, and uh, this popped up, and I uh, my initial uh, reaction was cool. We're getting. We're getting information about Metroid Prime 4. Awesome. Like, it's not part of a direct, but sure, why not? I'll, I'll, I'll gladly listen to this and watch it. And, uh, well, what they proceeded to tell us was that uh, it's it's being delayed, um, a pretty significant delay, because they have realized that um, they, they haven't been able to produce uh, the type of game that they really want. And so they have now uh, brought on retro games uh, to to help them, and they're going to be unfortunately starting from scratch on Metroid Prime Four again. So kind of building it up from the ground up again. So who knows how long we're going to have to wait for it? Um, I think this is one of those good news, bad news things. Uh, what do you guys think, Barry? When I first woke up, and I was greeted to this new Metroid Prime 4 news, I knew it was bad. Like, I knew, like, this is not good. And the reason I knew that is this is something they would save for a direct. This is something they would be like, here's a direct, here's, you know, news for it right away. And I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to be grudgingly watching this. And as I watched it, it kind of put a smile on my face. And the reason is not because of the delay. The delay is, is sad and it sucks because I've been waiting for the game. But I was very happy to see Nintendo being clear about the information. Like that level of transparency is almost unprecedented with Nintendo. <clears throat> they've, they've, oh, we, we don't know what Retro has been working on for all these years. Like what's going on? Like they're and so we still secretive. Don't. <laughs> we still don't. And we know Retro is taking over this. We know Retro pitched a, an idea and a demo to them nintendo liked it and retro has the title but but what has retro been working on since tropical freeze so i hope whatever that is gets to come out and isn't shelled for however long metroid takes but i love the fact that they were honest about it and they're like because everyone's expecting it this year or at least a showing at e3 and for them to go well here's e3 no metroid prime 4 what's going on then people would start speculating here they're just nipping everything in the bud and when it happened i actually watched a lot of posts on nintendo groups and stuff like i was ready to like hear all the sour notes and like and i was surprised the community was like bravo nintendo i wish more companies would do this. I'd rather wait and get a great game than get Fallout 76 with Metroid skin. So I'm, I'm, I applaud Nintendo too. I think this is a smart thing, and I think more developers need to do this. Put the games back in the oven if they're not done. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and I would love to play the game sooner, but as we've said with a lot of other delays that Nintendo has made, there's always reasons that Nintendo delays a game. And uh, I, I think... I can't think of any of the delays that they've ever had that wasn't that didn't give us a better game in the end, and uh, I think this is definitely going to be the case. Um, <laughs> I am like uh, a couple other guys are talking in the chat, like why didn't they do this in the first place? Why didn't they give it to Retro to start with? I'm wondering the same question, but uh, this is Nintendo, so we can't ever you know know why they did what they did. Um, Greg, are you, are you think this is a good move along with us? Yeah, definitely. I was 
as soon as I had saw like the video showing like an update on Metroid Prime Four, I was like, I immediately knew that something was probably going to be kind of wrong. And I was at one point, I was like so worried that they were about to cancel it the way he was like talking about it. And then he's like, "Oh, we we'll got her. We brought her like letting Retro take over, and let they have to start from scratch." And I'm like, "Okay, now it's in. I know it's in good hands. The Prime trilogy has been really great through them. I know I'm going to get a very quality game." Yes, it's disappointing that it's delayed, but then again, you know it's going to be worked on by the best of the best that people that made the original um, Prime game. So definitely excited to play that whenever it comes out. So hopefully it's not like the Swan Song or anything like that, but we can't really exactly rush them either. So yeah. Yeah, I think the only thing that would have made this uh, a little sweeter is that they would have said, you know what, this being delayed, but in the meantime, enjoy the trilogy on Switch. That would have been great. That would have been, that would have been That's a really coming. nice little I know, little I know a lot of people are speculating that, and now there's like definitely room for them to like announce it like E3 or like this year just to have it out at Christmas time or something. Yeah, yeah. Do you, think it's, it. do you think it's coming right away, Barry? Uh, I think it's probably going to be announced at E3 and probably going to be a summer title. I do. I don't think they're going to wait till fall, but I definitely think I would be, I would be very shocked if Metro prime trilogy did not come to the switch this year, especially after this cancellation or not cancellation, but delay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So Greg, you think you're thinking holiday, we think it's summer, see what happens. I'll cut the difference. I'll say fall, (laughs) but yeah, I'd agree too. I mean, especially with this delay, I, I, I was wondering already if they've been working on it, but uh, if they haven't been, I, I bet there's kind of like almost like fast, you know, put this into to yeah. overdrive and try to get this out a lot faster to to appease the fans in the meantime. Yeah, that's yeah, that's almost like their like apology, like kind of like Wind Waker was like with the Breath of the Wild. So yeah, yeah. Let's uh, moving on. Um, let's talk about Microsoft. Wait, what? What? Wait, we're going to talk about Xbox on a on a Nintendo podcast. How crazy is that? Barry, I know you've been following this a little more, so if I if I miss any of the big details, feel free to jump in there. But uh, what I hear is that Xbox, Microsoft, the Xbox division is going to be releasing Xbox Live on a, a broader scope, bringing it to uh, across all PCs and stuff like that, which is already there, but also mobile and uh, Nintendo Switch. What is this all about, uh, Barry? You know anything else, and and what what can we expect here? This. You know, the future is definitely going to have some kind of service. Uh, you know, it's not going to take over everything, but you know, Netflix started a model with the with the streaming kind of thing, and Xbox does, you know, Gamer Pass and stuff like that. But Microsoft is being very smart, and hey, what if we did our own service? What if we had one thing to connect everything and Xbox Live could be it. Xbox Live has been the definitive online service for consoles. It's been stronger than PSN. It's been leagues better than whatever Nintendo has done with the Wi-Fi connection and Nintendo network. And if they can come in and you know say, hey, we're going to enhance all your Nintendo Switch titles um, by using Xbox Live. If you have an Xbox Live account, uh, you can also play it through that and have a better experience. And hey, if a game is multi-platform, 
you know, on the Xbox One and the, the Switch, and you play the Switch version, you could still get Xbox Live achievements or something like that. That would be awesome. They've already been working together with cross-platform with uh, Minecraft and, and now, uh, you know, uh, Fortnite and Rocket League and stuff like that. But specifically Minecraft because uh, Microsoft owns Minecraft. So I, I see this as Microsoft be making a smart business move and also kind of getting in bed with a little bit of everybody minus Sony. They know Sony is their biggest competitor. And they also know that the Switch is almost at where the Xbox One is now after all this time. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Xbox 4 or the you know Xbox 2 or whatever you want to call it, uh, Microsoft approaches Nintendo and says, we want to do some kind of integration with Nintendo on this. Like We need to get in bed together. We need to work together. And here's what we're willing to offer, because in the grand scheme of things, Nintendo is now doing better than Microsoft. We're going to offer Xbox Live online service onto your switch we're gonna maybe maybe even ips you know maybe maybe they'll sell back rare or or let nintendo use rare ips or something like that who knows you know this isn't unprecedented but this is the beginning of what could very well be a very good friendship for both those companies and very good for us gamers yeah i I'm just I'm just so confused on how this is going to work. I think because it, it just it seems so unlikely that I mean it's and then it seems like it's going to happen. So, but it just seems like something I never try to even wrap my head around how this could work and how how it will integrate and everything. I mean, does it eventually mean that they're bringing Xbox Game Pass to Switch? Probably not. But but I mean, like how like I guess it could. But like the some of the integration makes sense, but then other it just seems like competing systems and like does Nintendo just back out of the way and say, hey, you know what, Microsoft does this better, and so we're just going to step out and let them take care of this. Greg, do you got any ideas of how this is going to work and and maybe maybe help me out how to try to understand this? I probably don't have any much as clues. I mean, you do. I mean, it might be that Nintendo might just realize that they don't aren't very good. Like to have their own like environment with that and like set up and knowledge and know-how and it might be just cheaper just to bring something in instead of trying to develop it in-house and get all the flack that they've been on their current services so i mean i mean i know free was always the their way to go and then obviously people just still complain that smash always lagged and mario kart lagged and stuff and you just kind of dealt with it because, you know, we weren't even really paying for it. And now that we are paying for it, people are realizing, like, hey, we're still getting the same crappy service. And there's all these videos on YouTube on don't buy the Switch online and all this know-how. So maybe they just want to have use an online system and community that works. And obviously that still appeases both uh, user bases because then you're still able to have everyone play online, uh, play games together, which is ultimately what gaming should be. There shouldn't be these invisible walls to say, I can't play with people just because they have a PlayStation versus having a Switch. Obviously, we're not talking about PlayStation. It's more Xbox, but even if just breaking down that wall there, it just makes it seem like it's better for everyone just to have people be able to play together. Yeah, I mean, Sony has now made some moves with crossplay because 
Nintendo and Microsoft have already, yeah. you know, been playing nice together. And so maybe, I mean, we're talking in the chat, like eventually PSN. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, who knows if, if this partnership works really well, maybe we could see further and further advancements that direction to where we, we do all of this, this console war thing. And we just, you know what, you can play whatever system that makes most sense for you. And uh, we're all gamers together. We're, we're crossing over as much as we can. And maybe, maybe there's still exclusive games to certain systems, but for the rest of them, uh, it, there's cross play and, and, and interoperability operability between uh each of each of the systems and things like that 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 does sound like a, a great world to live in for gaming um barry do you think it's going to go beyond uh just the achievements and stuff or are they going to actually go full on with this i think it might start with achievements and go from there nintendo is a very proud company and they also prefer to work with japanese companies and we all know microsoft is not a japanese company and it really depends what Microsoft offers. I know at one point, like Microsoft wanted to buy Nintendo, and Nintendo's like, "We're not selling," and I, I don't think that would be the case at all this time. But Nintendo or Microsoft has things Nintendo would probably enjoy, such as IP, uh, uh, not just like the rare stuff, but also Microsoft's IP. Uh, and Microsoft just bought a whole bunch of developers and say, look, how about we do this? We'll be on Switch and, it, you know, we'll take all these developers like Obsidian and stuff like that. And we'll have them, the, the games they're developing now, we'll also have them come to Switch. Kind of like Mojang puts Minecraft on Switch. So we'll have all these other companies still putting out games for the Switch as well. Like those are, those are definitely incentives. Those are definitely incentives to have. So it really depends on how much they want to play ball. And it's not, again, it's not unprecedented for companies to do things like that. I don't know if you remember uh, the game Epic Mickey when that came out. In order to use like Oswald the Rabbit, they needed, Disney needed to get the rights back to that character, even though it was originally a Disney character. So they actually had to trade like a sportscaster from ESPN and transfer him over to whoever owned the rights to their sports casting to get like, it was a weird, weird situation. So anything's really possible. If you think about it, it's just how much does Nintendo want it and how much does Microsoft want it? And whichever company wants it more is going to put up more on the table. Right. Right. I forget about that. How would you like to be traded for an animated rabbit? Uh, <laughs> it happened. It was know, it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, being a Disney fan, I kind of know a little bit more background around like how he's not really been associated with Disney. So, yeah, it was just yeah. Topic but for yeah. another day. <laughs> but if they really, like you said, if they really want it, you know, companies are willing to to do what they need to do. I mean, you, we see this all the time with you know, with again Disney with Marvel and and Sony Studios and then now Fox and everything and the 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 you know them buying out Fox um, stuff recently and so. Yeah, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with with a partnership or maybe future buyouts and everything. You know that they've got to be in talks, even if if not everything's in the public. Like they've they've already kind of chatted about it in the past. They've said no, but man, I, I wonder what's going to happen. I I, I think in I, I love to live in a world where where all this does connect together. Um, that the, all this this console war stuff go, does go away, and we're able to just pick the favorite thing that makes sense for us and we're able to play with other gamers and we get along and, and it's just a happy gaming world. But uh, I don't know, maybe this is, maybe this is one of those moves to that direction. I guess, again, only time will tell, but uh, 
We've been talking a, a lot about the future of gaming. Um, as we wrap up today, all the news, let's talk about the past of gaming. Um, the Wii Shop channel, uh, talking about RIP earlier about the 3DS. Um, it's official time for RIP for the Wii Shop channel. Uh, on January 30th of 2019, we said goodbye to the Wii Shop channel. Uh, it started back in December 10th of 20, uh, 2006 and uh, had a lot of great titles on there. It was, a, I think, a pretty good uh, digital shop for, for Nintendo uh, for many, many years. Uh, but uh, now it's went away. And, and along with that, um, a collection of games like, uh, like Bubble Bubble Plus or uh, Bomberman Blast or Excite Bike World Rally and some of the Rebirth games, um, things like that, some art style games that uh, now, if you didn't download them ahead of time, they are now gone. On. So uh, as we wrapped up our news, I thought it would be kind of nice to sh- pay a little homage to the Wii Shop channel and maybe uh, kind of talk about maybe some of your favorite titles there. Um, maybe kind of be sorrowful about the games that maybe you'll never be able to download again or something like that. Uh, Greg, what's some of your memories and, and thoughts about the, the Wii Shop channel? Well, it's definitely the very fun integration with the point system and having to buy all these uh points through like cards or whatever so that was definitely an interesting take where you're like how many points is it like you get for twenty dollars it's two thousand that's kind of weird but yeah my most stuff was just the purchase was a lot was the virtual council which obviously originated on the we shop channel is the very first form that they did this so i definitely tried to keep up was like oh my goodness double dragon came out i gotta go get another card and buy it and like, oh, geez, now there's this other NES game or Super Nintendo game that I have to get. And I was, like, very obsessed with keeping up with, like, all the virtual console games that I really wanted to have. So, yeah, that was definitely a fun uh, pursuit for that. And then one of the first main titles I had gotten from the Chop Channel, I know this released on other platforms, but it was, like, Mega Man um, 9 and 10. Those were some very great games to see brought back using like their original like NES art style and just kind of continuing the story of Mega Man. And I know those are now available on the collection packages on switch and other platforms, but it was definitely very fun to be played even on Wii back in the day. So definitely very much miss the Wii shop channel and it's kind of corkiness to try to find stuff and it's, it like search by platform you couldn't even like search really by like title and very uh clunky ui but i was able to find what i wanted and made quite a lot of purchases on it so yeah yeah started off the uh the nintendo downloader i think what we called uh it was called like just the wii shop update or something like that we did uh, back then but that's where we all started uh, this, these weekly posts that we do uh, that greg and i have taken over the years um always exciting to wake up to like what what they released new and and seeing the new we wear games but also the virtual console games um i am awake talked about the uh, the, the file size the uh, 40 megabyte file size um was kind of crazy um he said that he did some reviews of we wear and, and virtual console games that were bigger than the actual game uh that he posted which is kind of crazy that they had that kind of limit. Um, but uh, it was true. Uh, Barry, uh, are you, are you going to miss the Wii Shop channel? I'm going to miss the Wii Shop channel um, because of what it brought to the table. 
I have a very love-hate relationship with the Wii Shop channel. Um, it came out in a day when I was still actually get some digital games. Um, so I did get like Final Fantasy IV, The After Years, as it came out episodically, and which was exclusive at the time. And things like Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, My Life as a King, and My Life as a Dark Lord, and you know, stuff like that. Like just really great, great titles. I got you know several virtual console games and played through them. I had a lot of fun until my Wii died, and then my digital stuff was held captive. And I had to pay Nintendo forty dollars to fix my Wii just so I can get all the titles I purchased and transfer them, and uh, wasn't really happy about that. And I think the fact that it's closed is a it should be a real like wake up call to people who are like digital the future digital 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 because there are some great games that were exclusive to that platform that you cannot play on other platforms, like the Rebirth series from Konami and the, the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicle titles I mentioned, uh, they're gone. They're, they're now gone. The only way to play them is if someone had them previously downloaded. That is a problem. That is a problem. You cannot actively go get this. This is the importance of physical media. They needed to be released. They need to be re-released. You know, if, if you have titles that are lost forever or, you know, or potentially forever, whenever they decide to bring them back, that's, that's not good. You know, we're just talking about how gaming should be open, how gaming should be free for everybody, how gaming should be about the joy. And all it does is frustrate. Oh man, I've read about the Castlevania rebirth, you know, eventual rebirth. That looks great. I'd love to play that. Oh, you can't. What about if I put a million dollars down? Well, Konami, no. A billion dollars. No, a trillion dollars. Uh, what if I auction off all of the United States? No. <laughs> You still can't play that game. I'm sorry. You be- hopefully, you find somebody with it on their system that they're willing to sell. Like that's just terrible. Like even even like games like the Saturn, which or systems like the Saturn that did not, you know, really move its titles off of there. You know, Panzer Dragoon Saga is a $650 game, but at least you could buy it for $650 and play it. These games are gone unless the companies decide to bring them back, and. This is the danger of a digital world. These games will be lost. The preservation will be gone. All the hard work that these developers put into making these fantastic games will not be able to be enjoyed by future generations simply because they just won't be available. And I hope this is a wake-up call. I hope people realize, oh, maybe I need to get physical media. Maybe I need to show that support. Because if it doesn't, this is the future. You better get the game you want and then have it ready to go because eventually it will be gone. And Xbox 360 Live Arcade, that's going to go away soon, I'm sure. And the PS, uh, PSN is already killing PS3 and Vita support. Like They're, they're ending support. So those games are going to go bye-bye soon. Uh, it's just it's a terrible future when you're dealing with digital only because these services will not last forever. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of sad. And I think it's one of those things. I, I think when it first started happening, I, I was you know maybe naive at the time and thinking, you know what? Yeah, this is going to stick around forever. And, and because a lot of digital media does, 
I mean, um, for the most part, I mean, we, you buy a, uh, a song collection or even one song off of iTunes or whatever, and you expect it to be there, but although you still have a, a download of that, so it's not exactly the same because you can, you can take it and move it around and everything. Um, but it's, it was similar enough. And you think of other games like, you know, um, or movies and stuff you download or whatever. And you, you have this mindset, at least I did for a long time that, yeah, this stuff is not going to go away. It's going to be always on these servers that I could always download, even on a system that I may not play anymore. But if I always wanted to, I could always download it. And then you start getting them shutting down and, and all of a sudden reality sets in and I go, oh, Hmm, maybe I shouldn't be buying all of my games in digital anymore. And so that's that's actually one of the reasons why I've I've stopped going only digital. Um, I, I still go primarily digital, um, but uh, but I try to make that distinction as well. Like, do I think this is a game that I will want to play uh, for years and years and years after the service goes down? If it is, then I get the physical media. Um, if it's a game that I think I'll probably just enjoy while the system is around, and I don't think I'll, I'll want it longer than that um then i usually go with digital for the convenience factor um but it does it does play into my decision fact my decision making now um because we now have these systems sh shutting down see i can't gauge if there's a game i'm gonna want to play in the future like yeah i go back and play random old games sometimes just for the sake of playing random old games uh, and to me it's you know it's I can't tell what in 30 years what I'm going to want to be playing or even what the state of gaming, what if gaming just dies, you know, like, and what we can do is go back and play all those old games, you know, like then, then that's it. And, you know, especially like with children. Oh yeah. You know what? This is, this is something you should go back and play. Oh, well, we can't now that service is dead or my hard drive is dead. You know, like you never know. I mean, some of the games are still classic and, and thankfully, you know, games like Pac-Man are all over the place, but what if they weren't? And, and, you know, if I said, oh, what are some great Atari games? And you'd be like, oh, yeah, Pac-Man and Galaga and Centipede and Millipede. Those are all over the place. Do you know how many Atari games have not been ported? You know, how, how many have just disappeared? Tons, wow. tons and tons of games. Thankfully, they existed on physical media and you could still find them. But now uh, take how many digital titles are lost? How many digital titles were just lost with the Wii Shop channel closing? A lot. I don't know the exact number. But probably, you know, somewhere around a thousand titles were just killed within an instant. It was like, you know, Alderaan just blew up and you're Obi-Wan Kenobi. And you're like, oh, my God, like a thousand souls just cried out, and, you know, just gone. And, and that's the danger. And that's going to happen. You know, like uh, um, <clears throat> uh, awkwardly said, you know, that PSN is still up. And they are. <clears throat> what I was referring to was the free games are gone. But Sony's not going to keep them up forever. Sony Sony is not going to keep those up forever. And and there's just I mean look Sony's actually ending physical cartridge making for the Vita this in, in just a month. They they're getting out of it. They're going to be shutting down. They're they're done with the Vita. So the Vita store is going away. If it goes away in 2 months, probably not. But within a year, 2 years, it's going away. Like there's no way Sony is going to keep that thing up after they killed that system. And the same thing is going to happen with Microsoft. It costs money to keep these services up. They're going to keep it up as long as it's profitable, as long as there's people using it. They're going to keep it up. But the day that that stops being profitable is going to happen. That's a fact. It's going to happen. So once that happens, they're going to kill it. 
and everything that's digital only through that service is going to die if it's not pulled off already like scott pilgrim versus the world or xbox uh, x-men the arcade or any of the midway titles on xbox bla have been pulled off for years or or the promotional titles like yaris or those dorito free games stuff like that you know there's there's a ticking timer on all of these titles yeah i think a lot of them though too i mean we are moving into a world though i i i can't I don't know. I see what I see is a lot of uh, of our gaming world is going to a place where where things are more backward compatible. Um, so I feel like some of the the more modern digital games are going to stick around a little longer because they're the new systems come out and they're backwards compatible. We see a lot of the Xbox 360 games that are playable on Xbox One and 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 vice versa and stuff. So like I feel like we should be able to see that more if if gaming keeps going in that direction. I feel like some of these digital games will last a little longer. Maybe they won't stick around forever, but I, I feel like they'll have a little more of a life than they did the Wii games because, yeah, you could port those over to Wii U, but it was kind of janky, um, and, and they're not really fully backwards compatible. I say yes. physical collections. Put out physical collection, compilations afterwards. Namco Museum style. Like, that would be great. I'm definitely not not against that whatsoever. I think it's it'd be great, and I think and they've done that with a lot of other stuff. I mean, I was I just talked about the Atari collection and uh, the this other Namco collection and stuff that's out on Switch. Um, it's a great it's a great way to bring some of those old games that could have been forgotten, but now bring it to to the new systems. and uh, And I'd be happy with that. I'd love it if they. And well, a lot of other people would if they brought the Rebirth series to to Switch, um, bringing it a, as a physical compilation. You bring it as a digital comp- compilation too; it doesn't hurt to do that as well. Um, but just uh, just bring those over some of those games that people would be really missing out on the on the Wii Shop now that it's gone. Um, I think it a lot of them it should be pretty simple just to just support those over, and and a lot of people would be very happy to not lose them to you know, the netherverse or whatever, whenever we shop channel goes away or went away. So, all right. Well, any, uh, any final thoughts about any of this news yet? Uh, before we, before we kind of turn the page to wrap up this podcast. Well, I mean, I know Barry was talking about like the physical media is always like, um, around, but I mean, you also have to find the people that are willing to pay the price. I mean, I've been wanting like path of radiance and stuff like that, but I don't think it's, worth a hundred dollars to pay pay more than what it used to sell at retail for so i know it's not lost but it'll continue to just will continue to go up in price but at least you can purchase it (laughs) it's better to be able to purchase it than not purchase it at all but it's still purchased at second hand i mean there's no guarantee that it's like new so well of course but at least it's out there there's copies that's the point you know if you want a title you're going to get it right away. If you miss it, you have to, you know, risk paying more for it secondhand or less. A lot of titles, most titles fall less. Path of Radiance is an, uh, is one of the the fewer titles. Like there's, there's fewer titles that raise in value than there are drop in value. Just the nature of the game, I guess. It's just like I can refuse to pay overprice on Amiibo. So there was that. So... <laughs> Yeah, and so many Amiibo now are like five bucks or less. Like, you know, the Animal Crossing Amiibo dropped. I saw some Smash Amiibo have dropped or, or have gone to like five below. Um, so, yeah, everything is going to come and go. There's no such thing as a constant. You know, some games will constantly raise value while others will sink. And there's there's no correlation other than like sports titles will sink <clears throat> for the most part. 
but there's even outliers in there. I mean, you, you, you could look at some fantastic, fantastic games that are super, super cheap. Five-hour games. And then you could look at really, really crappy games, you know, like stadium events, that just shoot through the roof. So, you, you, you know, you just got to gamble. You know, if you get the game at launch, get it because you want to play it. If you want to wait... You, depending on the print run, you might be paying more for it or you might be paying less for it. But at least you can buy it. So if, if you wanted Path of Radiance right now, you drop $100, you can play that game. If I want to play Castlevania Adventure Rebirth right now, I can't give $100 to Konami and get that game. I can't give $200 to Konami and get that game. That's my point. I give $100 to somebody who's, that has it on their Wii and whatever. And can... I have to buy a whole freaking system at this point. You know, like that, that's, and then who knows? They may say, well, you know what? I do have Castlevania Adventure Rebirth, and I want $50 for it for my Wii. But I also have the other Rebirth, and I want 50 for each of those. And now to get that Wii to play one game, I'm paying like $800 for all these games that he's got downloaded. Is oh, that, it's the same thing. <laughs> no, it's not the same thing at all. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same at all. You could always get it off the uh, the, the black market and uh, you know have a homebrew uh, thing <laughs> running on your Wii and play it that way too. I guess. <laughs> Not that we endorse anything yeah. like that. <laughs> I'm talking legal, legit ways of getting these things here. Yeah. Yeah, it, it would be interesting if they, I wonder, you know, it's not necessarily ported over, so it wouldn't be as easy as just, you know, getting some company like Limited Run or, or Super Rare Games or something like to do that because they need to actually make it playable on, on a new system. But it would be pretty cool if uh, if a company like that partnered with some of these these companies and brought some of those those systems or those games up to to Switch. But uh, but it, it's a lot it's a lot more than just saying, hey, let's let's put this on a on a cartridge and go with it. Yeah. Well, now actually that uh, that the Vita cartridges are being discontinued, Limited Run is actually looking into PS3 and Wii U uh, in terms of bringing some digital-only Wii U titles to physical, uh, which is great because you know they're going to shut down the Wii U shop probably sooner versus later at this point. Could you get a Wii U disc to run on the Wii channel on a Wii U? Maybe that's the way. <laughs> Seems even jankier than what the, already, the the digital system setup is. Like, I actually my my Wii uh, broke down as well. Well, it's not fully broke, but it it uh, gets overheated, and so it, a lot of times if I stick in the uh, in standby, it doesn't like to boot back up. So I transferred everything over to my Wii U, and uh, and so I had to boot up my Wii U, and then forgot that how to go over into the Wii Wii channel on the Wii U, and had to put batteries in my Wii remotes because you can't. It was this whole thing to make sure that I had everything downloaded. And uh, and then I realized I did because I got this gigantic SD card before I before everything switched over and I downloaded everything. So all the games that I that I wanted are all downloaded and everything. But it was like this whole ordeal just to boot up the Wii Shop channel and make sure it was all good to go and everything. And uh, I'm glad those days are behind us. I'll just say that. Yeah. Wouldn't it wouldn't it have just been easier to look at your shelf and go, yep. I got all of them ready to go. Well, in that case, I wouldn't have even been worried. <laughs> but those, some of those games, I think that's one of the the unfortunate thing is, um, and what we've kind of alluded to is some of those games were WiiWare only. Like they didn't even come out 
on, on physical media. So we didn't even have the option. I think it'd be a different story if, if I had decided, oh, yeah, I'm going to get this digital and I just got to pay that price because that was my decision. But uh, I think what we're saying is some of these, that wasn't our decision. Like we didn't have the option. You didn't have the option to get the Rebirth series on disc because it was only digital. Yep. And I think that's, uh, that's, that's one of the unfortunate parts. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not against digital titles. I'm, I, I want for both physical and digital. Let people choose. Um, but there were even some Nintendo titles. There was an Excite Bike game that they put out that's gone. You know, there was a Doctor Doctor Mario was uh, there was a Doctor Mario for the Wii yeah. Shop Channel, I believe. Um, that's gone now. Like that version of the game is gone. These are Nintendo titles now. It's gone. Doc Lewis's Punch Out. Uh, yeah, Doc. There you go. Doc Lewis's Punch Out was it a Fly Swatter game too? From uh, that was a Club Nintendo from Mario Paint. Oh, Club Nintendo. R.I.P. Um, so many goodbyes tonight. <laughs> oh yeah. man. Yeah, and some of the thing about some of the older games too is sometimes those companies that kind of go belly up, and then like no one's ever picked up like the rights to the games because they probably didn't sell well or something, or or maybe someone did pick them up, but then they kind of refused to do anything with it. Well, and it's also uh, goodbye to the original Virtual Console as well, and uh, you know, there's a lot of those games are on the 3DS Virtual Console, and a lot of them on the the Wii U Virtual Console, but um, but who knows what what Nintendo is doing with this. Uh, this Nintendo online stuff. We've speculated about it before. Maybe we'll eventually get the super Nintendo online service and maybe N64 and everything will follow suit. But, uh, but a lot of these games, if you didn't have them on your super Nintendo or N64 and you haven't downloaded them on another system, that might be your only chance uh, to get them as well. And those are gone. So um, I'll just say, I hope hopefully all of you guys uh, had an opportunity to, to download what you wanted and you have it either on your on your Wii Ryu or an SD card or something, and uh, you are able to play it because um, it's it's too late now. It's it's all gone. Oh, I'll shed a tear. <laughs> all right. Uh, we just want to remind you guys, uh, if you are new to the Nintendo Fuse podcast, make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast app of choice and also subscribe here on YouTube if you're watching uh, live or you're watching later after the fact. We do want to know... Uh, also, what you think about all the stuff that we've talked about. We have a lot of news that we've talked about. Uh, what's your thoughts about all of it? Throw that in the comments down below. Also, be sure to hit that bell to be alerted uh, with every new video that we post. And uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, just search for at Nintendo Fuse. We also have a Facebook group that we'd love for you to join that as well. Um, before we uh, before we talk uh, about our what we're looking forward to over the next couple of weeks, uh, Barry, do you have... You had something you wanted to talk about, right? But some stockholder thing, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna bring it up before, um, but I guess I guess you really want to hear me go on this rant. Um, Let's see how much time we got. I don't know. <laughs> no, see, my problem is this: uh, they, Nintendo came out with all these this information, all these sales, all these titles going through the roof, and you know, Nintendo Switch selling exceedingly well. They, in fact, the the software sold so well that they've actually upped their projection by like another 10 million units or something like that. Or yet they were lowered their system uh, for or projection forecast by three million. They right. instead of 20 million, they lowered it to 17 million. And despite all the other good news, the the stockholders seem to panic. 
they they seem to absolutely panic for some stupid reason. They dropped like nine percent. I'm a stockholder, and I, I saw I was watching all that stuff, and I'm like, this is all good news. Like this is going to bring the stock up. Like I'm excited as a stockholder, and then it's like, and I'm like, really, really, are you that stupid? Like this is all good news. Like you're 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 talking. You want a company to succeed, and the company is totally succeeding. Why would you sell when the company is just saying, hey, guess what? We posted profits. We're doing all this stuff. But by 3 million units, even though they raised the software projection, they lowered – and this is just a projection. They lowered the projection by 3 million. That's not a lot. That's not a lot to lower it by after an exceedingly good year. And we have, we have an even better 2019 lined up, even without Metroid. And it just shows that the the people who are doing the stock, the ones that are, they know nothing about this. They're just in it, and they they know nothing, and it's it's hurting those that do know it. And it, it just it reminds me of like being back like in, in the, the high school mentality, you know, when you if you if you're playing basketball in high school gym and you make a hundred shots and you make ninety nine of those shots, you miss only one. The high school mentality is instead of praising you for, my God, 99 shots, that's great. It's, you suck. You miss that shot. You're a terrible player. That's the way adolescents think. And that's what the, the stockholders are, are acting. And I know there was like one an al- uh, analyst that posted how terrible the news was. This is the end of the world. Nintendo is doomed. And I'm like, really? Are we back there again? Like, haven't we gotten past this? I don't know. It's just absolutely at this point and and like i think all those stockholders who sold because of panic are morons and i'll just come out and say it you're morons you know i'm in it i'm i'm happily in it and i'm gonna stay in it because it's only gonna go up when when all this other new stuff comes out and they'll be like oh we shouldn't have sold now i wish we didn't and they'll be like well you're an idiot you know and that's that's just it and it, it's just so funny it's just all this success and like this one small negative, it's unbelievable. We do need to make sure that uh, that everybody listening, make, you do understand that we we do not have any authority on stocks or anything like that. Uh, don't take our word for it. Yeah, it's so it's always so interesting. I mean, yeah, we've seen this week, even with Apple recently and everything on the news and everything. It's funny just to watch, ba- sit back and watch people that that clearly go on news and that's that's all that it is, and they're selling and, and buying um, strictly on the news. And it's uh, it's interesting because if you look into things clearly, like a, a company's not going you know down the crapper but on the news it looks like they are and so all of a sudden now we sell everything off and i think that's that's why you just can't follow um some of that stuff and and know how good a company is only based on the stocks because it, it's never a, a good um you know news point yeah they see oh my god the lower projection i'm gonna sell but why don't you read the rest of the article where it's pretty no no it's a, that's it i gotta sell i gotta sell i gotta sell do you, do you really look at all the other things I mean, Smash Brothers just came out and sold 13 million in in three weeks. Like that's huge. That's great. That's the fastest selling exclusive in the history of video games. How is that not good news? That that should raise stock. No, low three million less in projection. Remember, remember, this is projection till March. So we still have all of February to go for for sales, and those sales numbers were to the end of last year. So we still have January's numbers too. So we have two months in this year to still hit those numbers or get closer. And we don't know what they're going to come to, but panic. Oh, my God. 
the sky is falling. Just call them all Chicken Little. <laughs> oh man! Hey, as uh, as we wrap up this podcast, uh, what are you looking forward to playing over the next couple weeks, Greg? Any, anything that's uh, you're overly excited about at all? I was browsing through the list, and again, I'm still not really seeing too much that was catching my eyes. So I guess just to continue on with uh, Smash Brothers, it's been catching my uh, attention a lot. And here we go with that. Yeah, yeah, I I hear you. I was looking at the list too. I'm like, hmm, looks like a time that I'm going to go back in my uh, my back catalog and uh, finish some games that I maybe haven't touched in a while. And no, Dragali the Lost is not on there, but Xenoblade Chronicles Two Tornado might be on that list though. Better be. So yes, yes. Barry, what's uh, what you looking forward to? Anything in particular? Looking forward to finishing Kingdom Hearts Three, and uh, looking forward to Etrian Odyssey Nexus. I got my uh, 3DS ready. I, I love the Etrian Odyssey series. And uh, I'm I'm kind of wondering where the series is going to go without that second screen and the, the touch screen. But uh, hopefully this isn't the last hurrah for it. But if you like RPGs, uh, it's it's a really good one. And uh, that's the main two that I'm aware of. I'm not totally sure what else is coming because I've things just pre-ordered and they just kind of show up at my door. Um, but yeah, those, those are the, that, that's the main thing I'm looking forward to that hasn't come out yet. It's actually an Odyssey Nexus. Cool. I'm awake in the uh, the chats uh, talking about uh, Apex Legends, uh, Division Two Beta, and uh, he's gonna be playing some backlog games as well. And um, and yeah, that, that's that's pretty much me. I, I think the next couple of weeks will definitely be uh, be spent in in backlogs and um, and playing some games. Uh, hopefully, finishing some games that I that I haven't got to finish yet. Torn up, torn up, probably. So um, so hopefully, who knows? By the next podcast, maybe the maybe. Uh, Barry will be uh, pretty excited to hear that I, maybe I finished Tornas. Oh my god, that would be awesome. Then, then we got to move you to Xenoblade Chronicles 2 proper. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Hey, uh, thanks so much for guys for tuning in. Uh, reminder to just subscribe and and share this with others, uh, especially other gamers that uh, the love Nintendo. Um, we would love to to you know make sure that uh, some other some other people uh, hear about these podcasts and everything as well. Our next episode is going to be on February 18th, 2019. So uh, we'll catch you then. Um, but until then, enjoy gaming and uh, thanks for joining me. No problem. Thanks for having us. 